As always, we appreciate you joining us here on the Locked On Hornets podcast. This will be an episode that is melancholy in tone based on that news that came in last night, late last night, if you're on the East Coast, revolving around Miles Bridges. Let's just go right into the facts that were reported. TMZ had it first, and then other people would pick it up from there. Miles Bridges was arrested for suspicion of felony domestic violence in Los Angeles on Wednesday. This was based off of an incident that took place Tuesday, and he turned himself in Wednesday after that incident took place. The time of his arrest was reported to be 1.55 p.m. Pacific time. Law enforcement claimed that the woman involved was in an argument with Miles Bridges that turned physical. Police were then called to the scene, but Bridges was gone by the times uh, by the time cops arrived. And the woman also required medical attention. And Miles Bridges is set to appear in court on July 20th. He was arrested. He was released on bail. $130,000 was the bail posted. So really disappointing news to see come in last night, Doug. And, you know, look, there's a lot of things to get to here in this episode. Mm-hmm. There's the timing of it. We'll focus on what the Charlotte Hornets and how they're affected, what they need to do later on. Mm -hmm. The most important thing right now is to see the very limited details that we get from this vague report. The only thing right now that we have is what TMZ reported. Mm -hmm. We have the papers that were released based off of the arrest, and we don't have many other details after that. We know that this woman was in a physical altercation. We know that Miles Bridges is the accused party, and he turned himself in to police Wednesday following the incident that took place Tuesday. And we also know that this woman needed medical attention. And that right there is the thing that is particularly disturbing. Domestic violence in any shape or form is going to be unacceptable. I can't help but think that this one is particularly scary when there is medical attention required. And now here we are hoping that that woman is first and foremost okay that that is the first thing that we pay attention to because any other thing, if you have any other feeling outside of that, then you really need to reflect on what the priorities are in this situation, because that's the kind of philosophy. That's the kind of mindset that allows some of this stuff to happen. And so it's really disappointing to see that this has taken place and hope to God that that woman involved is okay, Doug, because it's really disturbing. Even the vague, even the vague write-up that we got from TMC initially. Can't can't agree more with everything that you said there. And I think so oftentimes, oftentimes in these situations, we we so quickly jump to the 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 stats of the player or the situation. And there is an allure to that, especially right now, as we sit on the doorstep of free agency and Miles Bridges being a restricted free agent. It's so it's almost natural for people who talk about sports to quickly jump into the implications, but I think it is important uh, to to stop and and think about uh, the victim, the the fear that that victim uh, must have felt, uh, and obviously needing medical attention. This is a serious charge, felony domestic uh, assault, uh, and we we do have the arrest record from the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department, uh, and the next court date for Miles Bridges will be July. 20th, he was released on a $130,000 bail. Uh, we don't have any other details at this time. Uh, we are, this, this broke, this news broke uh, at, at uh, was almost midnight uh, on, on the East Coast. And so this, sto- this, this, will, this incident will continue to develop. We don't have a statement from the team. We don't have a statement from Miles Bridges or any kind of statement from his representation. 
Uh, but but all we know is that this is a very serious incident um, th- that 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 we're dealing with here. Yeah. Yeah, Doug, this was a felony off of the rip. OK, like this is this is particularly disturbing. This looks bad. And I don't know the details outside of that initial TMZ report and the arrest papers that followed that you and I both have mentioned. Dude fled the scene. And the woman required medical attention, whatever that may mean, however serious you may deem it. Mm-hmm. And this takes place in the last 12 hours, having been all over the place. And there have been some takes that have been off the mark, too. Like, this is the stuff that gets particularly lost as well when we need to focus on the victim at hand. And we're also a lot of people are saying, you know, Miles fumbled the bag. First and foremost, they're putting that out there. We have I've to muted the word. I've muted that in my timeline. Yeah, and necessarily so. Then you immediately jump to, well, what do the Hornets have to do? Which understandably is going to have to require some thought at some point because free agency begins today and the Charlotte Hornets have to make decisions. And we'll get to that in just a moment. But some of the other takes, Doug, I mean, like I I was a little disturbed looking at my timeline last night. Like I I find a problem with what we're trying to relate to this situation as well. Mm. People are trying to go to the Montrez Harrell situation, and I think that's totally unfair. That dude got arrested for weed. It was a lot, but that is completely different and has absolutely no place in this discussion. I've seen that multiple times. I wouldn't bring it up if there were just a couple of accounts bringing mm-hmm. that up. But that is happening a lot where people are saying those damn hornets, you know, they're all getting arrested over there. Montrez Harrell got arrested for weed, and now it's Miles Bridges. These things are not the same. Not to mention that I have some questions at the very least have some questions about the search and seizure with what took place with Montrez Harrell. But that's weed. No matter how much, that's something that is completely different than this woman needing medical attention because of a domestic violence accusation. I also have a problem with bringing in Miles' previous storylines, too. And I understand the connect here. We can have this conversation under the umbrella that Miles was in the news a lot for some things that took place off of the court. But people wanted to also relate this to him drinking some lean, him having a joint on social media. Right. Allegedly having lean, allegedly looked damn like a joint. That's also very different. I also don't want to bring in the aggression on the court where he throws a mouthpiece at a fan that's in his face. Like we, we need to treat this completely different than what anything else has taken place with the Charlotte Hornets on or off of the court. Because domestic violence at this level is way different than anything else that's taken place. And I don't understand the rush to try to relate all of that just to pound on the Charlotte Hornets or to pound on Montrez Harrell or to pound on the culture. Man, this is a specific Miles Bridges incident. And to try to bring in anything else misses the mark. So let's let's focus on what's important here, because a lot of that was on my timeline, Doug. And I just I found it pretty damn disturbing with the reach that everybody tried to exercise out there with some of the takes that we've seen in the last 12 hours since it's been uh, reported. Right. Well, we move, you know, we move so quickly on these things nowadays and and everyone must must get a comment. Um, But it, it is an important reminder that just like that, just like I made that little comment about the, the picture of the purple drink and the that it's allegedly uh, mm-hmm. these are these are allegations as well what we know is he was arrested uh, we know that uh, the woman required the, the victim required uh, medical attention 
Um, and, and so what I, but what I also know is that domestic violence is a serious problem in this country and it only got more serious during and now after the pandemic. Um, and, and there, there is, there is an epidemic of, of domestic violence in this country. And I also know that, uh, sports leagues have had a difficult time to say the least dealing with this issue, uh, among, among their, among their players. And and um, I, I don't I don't think that it gets any less difficult with with this particular situation. No, and the it Hornets doesn't. and the Hornets and Bobcats organization have history with this uh, this kind of of thing happening with with Jeff Taylor, a uh, second round pick for the Charlotte Bobcats um, back in 2014, uh, was um, pled guilty to misdemeanor domestic violence, assault, and malicious destruction of hotel property. Um, was suspended for 24 games, and uh, the the league, the league didn't uh, didn't really say that that was like a precedent that that was some kind of uh, standard. Um, but but that's what happened. Yeah, and they said it was a case by case basis. Let's talk a little bit more about Miles Bridges in this incident and what might soon follow here. So coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast, we're going to talk a little more about this. Speaking of precedent, what might happen with Miles Bridges now, specifically with the timing of NBA free agency taking place today, how is this all going to affect not only Miles Bridges, but also the Charlotte Hornets? That's still to come. But Doug, you mentioned that Jeffrey Taylor incident, how the Charlotte Bobcats, how a Charlotte basketball franchise has dealt with this already because of the 24 games that he was suspended. If you want to go to a more recent um, a more recent happening than that, it was Darren Collison, who I've got the report up here from ESPN. This happened in 2016 and 2017. Sacramento Kings guard Darren Collison, as reported by Mark Stein at the time, will be suspended without pay for the first eight games of that regular season after the recent guilty plea on a misdemeanor charge of domestic battery. Remember, this is a felony charge as it stands where we don't have the other things that are taking place right now, but this is a felony. That was a misdemeanor. That was eight games that he was suspended coming into the regular season. And that was by, I believe, an investigation done specifically from the NBA. And they released a statement saying, based on our findings, level of responsibility, accountability taken from Darren Collison, what we've all seen here through this investigation, they deemed eight games fit. This seems really bad to the point, Doug, where one, like, yeah, I'm sure, yeah, he did lose a lot of money. But I, I like I, I don't know how the Charlotte Hornets are going to operate here because we've seen domestic violence way more so in the NFL reign prevalent. And we've seen that if your talent is one in abundance, then a team will go ahead and take that chance anyway or just say, screw it. We're going to bring you on this team. We'll deal with the backlash and everybody will be just fine. Once we're winning football games, we've seen this a lot more in the NFL for reasons we don't have to get into, but we've seen that a lot more the NBA. It's a little harder to find the multitude of examples that the national football league gives us. But what we know from the NFL is that if, if you have enough talent, they're going to find a way to bring you on. I wonder how much of that is in play here with the Charlotte Hornets. I wonder if that how much of that is in play here with the NBA. But, Doug, I know just talking about this a little bit before we started recording, you brought up an important point, how the association might act differently than what a franchise within the NBA might act. 
Yeah, if he's if he is well, I'll I'll say this number one that the both the team and the league all precedent that that we know of would lead both of us to believe that that really no action is or very little action will be taken by the league or a team until the legal process has played out. Uh, but if if Miles Bridges is found guilty of these allegations. There's there's very little in recent sports memory that gives me any reason, any reason to believe that any sports team would act out of anything but raw greed and self-interest in these situations. Mm-hmm. Now, the leagues are a different story because on a league level, you've got other considerations to make reputational considerations. And you don't really care what a, uh, you don't you don't care a ton about what, what a particular team situation is uh, as it regards to the financials around this. So on a league level, we've seen punishments handed down, uh, serious punishments, uh, Trevor Bauer being an example in in, in Major League Baseball. And then again, I mentioned the Jeffrey Taylor, which I should mention the context around the 24-game suspension for Jeffrey Taylor was that it happened on the heels of the Greg Hardy incident for the Panthers and the Ray Rice incident. And so there was a lot of discussion. It was in the headlines every day, domestic violence, a problem in professional sports. And one, I think, would be fair to question how much that kind of context plays in to the level of punishment that a player receives. Was Jeffrey Taylor made an example of? uh, How serious are the leagues about really defining the punishment for what is a heinous act of, 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 of violence and violation? Uh, and 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 how will they respond when when those when those headlines aren't in in the news? Uh, but there are major headlines in the news right now about women in this country uh, losing rights, feeling very vulnerable, feeling yeah. metaphorically and sometimes not metaphorically attacked. How will they respond? Yeah, the 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 Charlotte Hornets response to this and it's pressing because just to show the amount of time that took place, the Charlotte Hornets picked up the qualifying offers of Miles Bridges and Cody Martin on Tuesday. The 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 accusation in in place right now <laughs> took place on Tuesday. So that qualifying offer was picked up, you know, presumably before I mean, you know, pretty evidently so took place before this incident happened and over at, you know, in LA and now the Charlotte Hornets, like, is there a possibility of rescinding that qualifying offer? You know, because that is something that is legal within the NBA collective bargaining agreement. You can rescind that qualifying offer. If you deem that something you want to do, I don't, I don't know what's going to take place here. And the fact that it is happening on the day where NBA free agency begins, it's, these are all questions where the Charlotte Hornets have to answer them right now. And, they, well, and, and other teams, by the way, yeah. have to answer it right now. Well, and so that's, to me, that's the, the salient point here. The, the timing and the significance of this is, is relative to the NBA's weird collective bargaining agreement universe. All of these rules around restricted free agency and qualifying offers and all of this stuff that a lot of people don't give a a damn about to be, to be frank. Uh, and and they're fair not to care about that stuff. Uh, especially in the face of such a serious allegation, but it is a reality, uh, that, that now this team is faced 
with some very difficult decisions and they will have to make those decisions in, in, in a very, uh, in some time compression at, at this point. Um, but uh, this, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be, uh, this is going to be a very, it's not going to, this story, I don't just, just don't get the idea that this story um, ends, ends well for anyone. Um, this yeah, is, I mean, this is bad. I mean, look, it, the, the more you look into this, if these are true, I mean, and, and look, Doug, like that, that even feels like a cop out because so oftentimes not only do minorities not get the benefit of the doubt, but women don't get the benefit of the doubt on these accusations. And so that's why I hate even calling them accusations because they very well, very well might be true. At the same time, you do want to respect some part of the legal process that takes place. Can, can I say, can I, can I break in, in? can I break in just really quickly there? Because sure. I think what, what you're saying is very important because not only is domestic violence a serious problem in this country that is only that has only gotten worse by the pandemic but if you look at the statistics on this prosecuting these cases is extremely difficult and, and right. so and it's part of the problem with the leagues waiting for the legal process to play out because it assumes that the legal process is fair and just that that it that it that it is going to mete out justice for the the uh, uh, victims of the crime. That it's going to look out for those with less than and and not more than, uh, and and that that's a that's a big assumption. Yeah, it could be the wrong one, you know, and right. and and that's why and that's why I don't know. I don't know how safe it is to assume that what we do know is that we don't have a ton of information on all of this right now. And right. it's okay to wait for more information to come out. Mm -hmm. Like that's okay. At the same time, I don't want it to seem like I'm doubting this woman for the accusations that have taken place. And we need to figure out exactly, you know, <laughs> I mean, we, we do need to figure out exactly what happened, but also so many times women go unheard in this country that leads to a bigger problem. And I just, you know, I, with this Miles Bridges thing, man, it, it's just so sad. It's disappointing to see that all of this has taken place and the Hornets having to make this kind of decision right now, like you without them knowing. And then July 20th being the next court date where you can't wait that long. So you have to make a moral decision right now. Is this okay? to have on the team as currently constructed or to go ahead and bake this into the plans towards the future and how much are other teams going to come in? You know, like I, I don't know how you touch miles bridges right now, if you're another team. And we had this conversation kind of similarly to Rashawn Holmes before he was eventually granted custody of his child after some false accusations were taking place on domestic violence. And so at the time I was saying, Charlotte can't trade for Rashawn Holmes. You just can't do it while this thing is open. That's the same case for other teams, but now the Charlotte Hornets have to deal with this. Do you just outright rescind the qualifying offer, let him go? Are you keeping him and bringing less money to him? Because you don't want that message. I don't want the message for Charlotte or any NBA team or any, <laughs> any professional sports team for that matter to be, this is okay. You can still get your money. You can still be a part of this team in this league in the end. And that's a real problem that Charlotte Hornets are going to have to answer right now, which is crazy. If you, uh, so, you going back to the Jeffrey Taylor incident that happened in 2014. He pled guilty, and 
and um, had the 24-game suspension. He remained with the franchise. He uh, suffered an injury and tried to play for the Fort Wayne Mad Ants, but there was an issue with... I don't know. There's, you guys go. You can go look at the specifics of why he didn't. He didn't. He eventually w- washed out of the league and and is playing overseas. But he remained with the franchise, and and it seemed like there was every intention of continuing to let him uh, be a part of the franchise. If these allegations, if we get to the end of this process and these allegations, he's uh, proven guilty of these or pleads guilty. Mm-hmm. Do you want him to be part of the organization? Yeah. Yeah. That's the, the question. That, no. That's a question. Really, that's a question that the, the organization has to answer, but, but we all also individually have to answer. Um, yeah. I, I had, I don't, I'll just say it right now. I, don't, I wouldn't want him to be part of the organization if these allegations are true. Yeah. If, if he's proven I, I guilty. And, you know, I, I had an issue with going back to the Deshaun Watson piece. I had an issue with the Carolina Panthers even being involved in those discussions. It's all about intent. It's not whether you landed Deshaun Watson or not. It's all about intent. And they did everything they could, of course, until it became too much money to go get him. David Tepper cared about his bottom dollar. At some point, all guaranteed money was too much. And that's the reason he decided not to officially land Deshaun. It's not because there was any grown morals here. It's all about the bottom line for David Tepper. And that and that's disturbing enough. So you're right. I, I think the Carolina Panthers are absolutely just as much deserving of criticism as almost any other NFL team, the Cleveland Browns, what they did with that first year of the contract so that he wouldn't have to give up as much and any fines that might take place because of the NFL conduct policy. That's pretty egregious on Cleveland's part, but Mm -hmm. Carolina deserves a ton of criticism for seeking Deshaun Watson and only bowing out once they heard that it was going to take a fully guaranteed contract to go land him. I want to reiterate though. I can't say this strongly enough. I fully expect, and, and this honestly is not really any indication of how I feel about Michael Jordan or the rest of the investors of this team or, or um, anyone involved with the team at this point. I, it really is wholly separate from that. It's just every single piece of evidence that I've seen over the past yeah. decade has indicated that sports teams will operate from a place of self-interest and raw greed. What, yeah, what makes us the most money what uh as a franchise is is not best for the fans is not best for the community the city the reputation it's what's best for the bottom dollar because they because sports teams make a bet and the bet is we can we can weather the short term yep uh you know reputational cost of this we can weather that we can put our we can you know cover ourselves for a little while and then eventually everyone will forget about it It's so true. It happens. It happens all the time. Let's talk about it a little bit more. Coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast, we'll get into a little more of that. The process now, maybe dig a little deeper into what the Charlotte Hornets have to do going forward, moving into free agency, moving into some of these decisions that they're going to have to make. But I do want to get back to this point that you were talking about in the previous segment, Doug, how... It, it, it does. If the more talented you are, the more you're able to get away with. And it's it's a damn shame. But it's so true. <laughs> and so not, that's not that's not that, that, that doesn't uh, also that's not the exclusive arena of sports either. That's, that's just generally that seems to be sure. The case. Sure. And so, for instance, I go to somebody like Kareem Hunt, who has the video shown of of him kicking a woman 
in a hotel. That video goes everywhere. Kansas City decides to release Kareem Hunt. He does this interview saying, that's not me, yada, yada. You know, he apologizes, whatever. We take a little break from that video. And then he's picked up by the Cleveland Browns and people are picking him up for their fantasy football team. And he's doing an excellent job in the backfield. But because time has moved on, so have the fans' opinions and not necessarily remembered that. There are some pretty heinous things surrounding Tyreek Hill's history where we've seen what's taken place with him, where that audio clip comes out of saying, yeah, you know, I, you, you need to be scared of me too." bleep. You know, I remember that Kansas city also, you know, the chiefs, <laughs> that's a problem within the NFL, just that franchise in particular, but they go after Frank Clark after some domestic violence accusations. And I, I believe accusations probably isn't right. I believe that actually did take place. I believe he was charged with that. Um, but th this is the thing, right? Like you're right, Doug, time will eventually move on. And maybe if you're the team that has that athlete in place, at the time of at the time of whatever takes place, then you might move on. But another team like Miles Bridges isn't done in the NBA. You know, there's going to be another team that picks him up because he's a talented basketball player. There's a reason we were talking about him possibly making a max contract or at least being somewhat in that neighborhood. And so if Charlotte feels the need to move on from him. We're going to have enough time pass to the point where another NBA team is going to pick him up as long as the association doesn't ban him for X amount of time. Yeah. Um, I think the question that I ask myself, you know, again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not coming at this from the perspective of the organization that has to take a lot of things into consideration, timing, um, you know, decisions that they have to make, but just from a, from a personal level, I ask myself if if these if you even have a sense that these allegations um, are are true, do you feel like that that person is deserving of more significantly more money and more power? Because that's what this would be a, a big contract extension for Miles Bridges would represent more power. Um, do do I necessarily think that? Because the, the Deshaun Watson situation is different in my mind in that it is a pattern of behavior, right? And so that person, I just don't think that that person belongs in sports at all. Um, is there a place for someone who, I, I, it's, it's, it's a difficult question, who makes, who makes a, a heinous mistake? We don't know the details around this. I, th I think there is context matters in these situations um, but you know, I don't think that this, you know, if these allegations are true and, and he is found guilty or, or they have some sense through their investigative powers, that this is true, then then I think as an organization, they should decide this person is not deserving of more money and more power within our organization. Well, so the, the couple of tough questions here, this reminds me of the Joe Mixon a video that released before the NFL draft now running back for the Cincinnati Bengals. There was a video of him, Jess Deccan, a woman in, I believe a restaurant where she falls to the ground in what was an extremely disturbing video, but he's still a second round pick would have been first had that not come out, but still a second round pick. And the question at the time was how much is there a legitimate argument to be made to give second chances and how much of this is indefensible to the point where you can never take a chance on him as an NFL team. 
you know, so now enough time has passed from that NFL draft. I don't know how many people actually know that story about Joe Mixon, but at the same time, I think reasonable people would believe in second chances in some degree. If you don't for something like that, I completely understand totally at the good. same time, what, you know, what, what, what takes place here. And that's, that's a really tough one. Another one is Doug, when we have these types of situations take place, when we have domestic violence committed by an athlete, whether it be in the NBA, the MLB or the NBA, do teams view themselves as legislators? And if they let the legal process play out, what they can do is they can say, look, they already served their time, quote unquote. You know, they deemed that this took place according to our policy. This is the amount of time they should miss. They, quote unquote, paid their dues. And now we're going to bring them on. Mm -hmm. And so when we talk about these teams having their own process in place, which they can do. Right. Like which they absolutely can do. They do not have to operate under the U.S. legal system. They can do whatever they want to. They've just chosen to use that as cover. Oftentimes. They, they have chosen to use it as cover. But also if they say, look, this is already played out. He was suspended a year. He was suspended 26 games, depending on what league you're in. He was suspended this amount of time. We're going to bring him back or we're going to sign him. How much how much do you just let the legal process play out? however unfair it might be. And then as a team whose job it is to win games, say we're going to bring them on. And that's the problem. Like you care so much about winning games. You care so much about making that money. You're going to go ahead and bring on somebody that beat up a woman. And that's, that's, you know, like those are some of the questions that these teams have to find themselves, man. You know, if we wait long enough, we're going to be okay, but it shouldn't be like that. It, it, It shouldn't be like that. No, in a perfect world, and and in a perfect world, I, I don't believe that that someone should be afforded with that 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 amount of money and that amount of power if they've shown behavior capable of this. Um, that's that's just my that's just my opinion on it. Um, it doesn't mean that you can't do anything. It doesn't mean you have to completely go away and can never do anything else in the world. Um, but you know, to me, there's a privilege associated with making this much money and having this much power. Uh, and, and if you, if, you know, if, and I'm not just speaking about miles bridges, I'm speaking about any, anyone that has found themselves. Cause it's not, you, you've mentioned a lot of NFL players because that, I think those are the big names and the big stories, but this is uh NBA's dealing with this right now. Rajon Rondo has allegations against him. DeMarcus cousins was on tape, uh, on a phone call with his wife or, or, or partner. Um, not sure if it was his wife or not. Um, but it was someone uh, that he, that he said he was going to put a bullet in her head. Um, so this issue is not going away, uh, and it's a big problem. And for the Hornets, if, if there's no great way to transition, but I, I think we should discuss because we are hours away from the free free agency deadline beginning. Uh, this is going. It, this has the potential because the Hornets could operate. The Hornets could ignore this completely uh, and, and say, "All right, we're just we don't know enough right now. We're just going to operate as if this hasn't happened until we get more information about it." Uh, they certainly have the option to do that. But but if they yeah. want to make considerations about this, um, that they they've got they're in a difficult position, Walker, because the the it, it's all in, in this whole free agency process. It's like dominoes, you know. One has to because of the different, as I said, this weird universe that is the collective bargaining agreement. There is um, all, there there are all of these rules and 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 different things that you can do based on where you are on the on the cap sheet. You know, are you over the cap? Are you in the luxury tax? Are you under the cap? 
So the order in which you do things matters and they have to now, uh, th this completely, the situation I think is, has, has thrown yet another variable, um, into their situation. Going back to the point of these teams solely caring about winning games because it does affect the money. How much do you immediately have to move on and pay somebody else you think can help this team or pay Miles Bridges? And then what kind of line? Because it's going to be completely made up. You know, I guess the market is going to set it, but I don't know what the market's going to be. You know, I don't know what these other teams are going to come in and say, well, we really like Miles Bridges. As horrible as it may sound, these other teams might view this as an opportunity, as twisted as it might be, because that's how things operate. Because, look, it, it should not happen. At the same time, these these teams do operate that way. And I, I the Charlotte Hornets are going to have to figure out whether they want to try to bring on Miles Bridges because he's a good basketball player or if they're going to try to wait to let this process play out. My opinion, though, Doug, is, to be honest with you, I do think that it's going to take a little while for any NBA team to bring him back. Like, I, I don't, like, as, as late in the process as as we i don't think there's Miles so Bridges. much there, 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 i i think a, a one way i would like to end this podcast is by saying <laughs> there is so much uncertainty around all of this um that it is almost impossible to predict where all of this is going to go yeah so maybe that's how we end it you know, and and look, we'll we'll I, I have to we'll we'll have to be a little <laughs> bit reactionary. I don't even know that yeah. it's it, it it makes any sense to predict uh, what what's going to happen. Uh, this is, I think that the 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 mixture of, and I and we've made we've made clear on this show that the the timing and the financials of all of this is is not even secondary, tertiary fourth, fifth, sixth, down the line of priorities in this situation. But it is a reality of the situation. Um, and, and uh, you know, we'll have to continue to see how it all plays out. Yeah. Tough episode because it's unfortunate, mm -hmm. not as tough as it is for the victim that experienced right. the physical altercation that was allegedly taking place with Miles Bridges. And that's the most important thing to take note of. And even if it feels eye rolly to continue to mention that, I do feel it's really important. I don't care if it feels eye rolly because this is something that you need to pay attention to as much and put that at the forefront of these types of conversations so we don't get lost in who won or lost the game, who won or lost free agency. It really matters with a heinous act that took place that is a real real problem in our country and it affected the nba it affected the charlotte hornets and we have to talk about it and we're going to try to talk about it in the most respectful and meaningful way possible hopefully we're able to do that in <laughs> some kind of fashion that takes place really 12 hours after the news is first reported it, it's, it's all happening fast and we're going to see how it takes place going forward that'll do it for this episode of the lockdown hornets podcast we will release some other free agency episodes we are going to talk about some of the other basketball operation sides of things as maybe the day goes about as the week goes about as well we're going to keep you updated here on the lockdown hornets podcast as always we appreciate you for joining us